We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's good, folks? Welcome back into another episode of Ain't No Seats podcast. Um, shout out to our title sponsor, Emprise Bank. The GOAT, Emprise. Brayden, did you know you can open an account with Emprise Bank in less than five minutes? Savings just start right there, though. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals. Don't be tethered, tethered to a brick building. Start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind. To me, that's the Kansas basketball Jayhawks starting their season off <laughs> last night, huh? Absolutely. And obviously, we'll get into Jalen Wilson. We'll get into – I thought KJ was great. Um, a couple guys off the bench, too. But we obviously got to start with Grady. Oh. I mean, that's the that's the big the big topic around KU fans, around KU basketball right now. He was obviously terrific last night. Pitt State game um, and the Omaha game don't matter too much, obviously, but Grady's looked amazing in both. Pitt State game, I think he was five of seven from three, and last night he was unreal. Um, he did everything on both sides, mid-range, around the rim. He threw down some incredible dunks. I can't imagine what Brian Haney's calls were on those. With the, <laughs> You've obviously seen the dick puns all over Twitter, but he was four of six from three, nine of 13, from the floor, ended up with 23 points, and he just looks unreal. Just smooth, quick trigger, um, amazing release. His jumper looks super smooth, and I I tweeted it. I think KU fans got to enjoy him for this one year. I don't see how he would be back. There was one and done talks before the year, and he's been as good as advertised these first two games. I know only one of them counts, but you didn't watch a ton last night, you said, but Grady – Everyone's talking about Grady, NBA mm -hmm. guys on Twitter talking about Grady. KU fans are talking about him, obviously. And could Jay Will's going to be amazing this year, but Grady could somehow be the leading scorer. So I wanted to get your thoughts on Dick. I mean, he's 6'8, he's long. He's a long dick, they might say. <laughs> um, he shoot like, and everyone's talked about this. I'm not breaking news. His shot is like so high above his head. When you're six foot eight and you're doing that, there's no one that's going to block that. And that goes for college and the pros. Like, it's going to take special athletes to get out and guard him, and they're going to have to pick him up three feet beyond the three-point line because it looks like he already has fairly consistent NBA range or at least the confidence to keep shooting it like that. Um, I don't want to overreact too much, even though I don't think you can overreact too much over this because there was so much hype. But 
I'm trying to stay calm and remember it's a game and a half. If you want to count the Pitt State game as half a game, um, just because we've we've seen guys before get hot early and then kind of fade late. But this guy, I yeah. mean, everything we heard about him coming in and everything we've seen so far, that's all we have to go off of. And he just looks like a stud. Yeah. Yeah. And Omaha, obviously, KU was I'm not sure what the closing line was, but they're around a 33 point favorite to, uh, before the Jeez. game. So you can't. You can't take too much from it, but just the eye test with him, um, just finishing around the rim, like I said, mid-range, hitting long-range jumpers, but he looks unreal, and um, obviously Jalen, too. Jalen, yeah. which that's why I didn't even want to lead the show with Jalen, just because I kind of expect it by now, but his line ended up being 19, 11, and 7, and felt like he got a ton of boards for us. Um, on the defensive end and his jumper looks a lot better. I know we talked about how he hasn't been shooting it as well, as well as we think he could the last two years, but I think he's going to have a monster year and Grady obviously too. So I was going to ask you who do you think those two, I would say those two for sure are going to be our two leading scores this year. Do you think there's any way Grady could lead this team in scoring um, throughout the entirety of the year? I don't know if it'll be wire to wire, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think he could. He's just going to grow more and learn more. And I love Jalen. Like, he's been awesome. He's won a championship. I would say he's been a little inconsistent through his, out his time here. Uh, he's never been the lead number one guy. So maybe that changes just with more reps and more opportunity. But, um, yeah, I see no reason why that Grady Dick couldn't come in. And, you know, it's not going to be like a 20 points a game like Oach last year, I don't think. But could he, you know, 15 and a half points a game? That could lead this team with the options we have. So, I see no reason why he can't do that. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing with Grady, too, is Jay will has been, been around for a while. Um, he knows the system. Grady's obviously a freshman, going to go through growing pains. But I was kind of thinking, and I saw some numbers, um, just like debut, uh, freshman debuts, and I think it's the best freshman debut since um, – who was who was Xavier. It? Yeah, Xavier Henry in 2010. So just kind of thinking about fresh – like he looks like – maybe the most smooth freshman or most like ready freshman we've had at least since Josh. And I think Josh kind of struggled to start the year in 2017, Josh Jackson, obviously. Mm -hmm. So Grady might be the best freshman, at least the most ready freshman we've had in a long time. And we've had some good ones. Grimes started the year off hot. Um, we've obviously had a ton of five stars, but I think Grady looks like the most ready or at least most NBA ready, maybe and maybe just taking over a team. I think Grady's going to Grady's gonna be one of those guys, and I don't know if you agree, that just never pisses us off. Like, obviously, there's going to be freshmen, sophomores, or just teenagers in general playing college basketball that are going to frustrate us a little bit. I feel like Grady's never – Grady's always going to be solid every night, even if their shot's not falling down, because I think he's going to be able to do other things, mm -hmm. like defend, um, just finish around the rim, knock down free throws. And that's why I think Grady's going to be able to score a ton. He's going to be able to get to the line. He's going to make free throws. He just can score in a variety of ways. So, obviously, our whole fan base should be super excited about him. Um, Jay Will flirted with a triple-double. I We talked about it last week. He's going to have a ton of double-doubles this year in general. And I think – he, he had 19 and 11 last night. I think that's somewhere – I'm not going to say he's going to average a double-double, but I think he could be around that, like 17 or 18 a night with eight boards. Um, I thought Dewan was pretty good too. He missed a ton of bunnies around the rim, but he obviously – that's what Bill says about him all the time is Dewan does so many small things that people don't notice. And I think we've, we've talked about it before. We've become so spoiled with our point guards and our scoring guards. you got Sharon, Tyshawn. 
Um, and then you have Frank, Devontae, Devon Dotson. So you've always had scoring point guards under Bill, and he develops them so well. But I think Dewan's going to do so. Dewan and Kevin McCullough are going to do so many small things for us that people don't notice. And then you've got two guys, two elite scores with Grady and um, Jalen. So those four right there have me super excited. I think those four are obviously going to be the starters the whole year. I don't see anyone replacing them. And then the five man, I know you're a big KJ Adams guy. You called him starting. Got to give you props, give you your flowers on that one. He was really damn good last night, super active on the boards. And I think from an energy standpoint, he's going to kill it for KU this year. Obviously, Uday could um, eventually start down the road over KJ, but KJ feels like one of those guys that Bill Self just loves. Mm -hmm. And he's going to bring the energy. He's going to play hard. He's going to defend. That's why I think we could be – I've said it for a month now. I think we could be really good defensively with Dewan, Kevin McCuller, Grady, Jay will and then you got KJ who can guard almost any position. You saw him get out and guard guards in the NCAA tournament. So I want to hear you hear you talk about your guy KJ for a little bit. KJ, I I will say this to start. I don't think he starts the whole year because um, I just think at some point we move on to a more traditional big or just a bigger body in general. Um, but I mean, he just he played a decent amount last year, more mm -hmm. than the other options we had. So it just kind of makes sense. You know how Bill Self is with trusting who he puts out there and not rushing anybody, which I guess is another flower to put in Grady Dick's hat because, I mean, it looks he played 32 minutes last night, basically led the team. Uh, you don't see that with Bill Self and freshmen too, freshmen too often. Uh, yeah. But back to KJ, he just he's just a guy that I love. It's hard to not like him. I think back to like Jamari trailer, how like he was never the best player on the team. He would never score the most points, but every time he'd come in, you knew he'd do something that wouldn't go on the stat sheet, whether it's a hustle play, a jump ball, a good help on a double team drive, whatever it may be that he's going to like make a difference in the game that some people just won't even notice all effort, all energy. That's kind of what I see with KJ and yeah, I'm excited about him. I, I just very excited. My type of player, yeah. my type of guy. Yeah. Yeah, and a Bill Self guy. Obviously, he had nine rebounds last night, and it felt like he had more. He kept a ton of, he gave us a ton of extra possessions on the offensive end. I don't know how many offensive rebounds he had, but it had to have been four or five. And I think that's a guy we kind of overlooked. Not us. I just uh, looked at his rebound stats. <laughs> Let's nine see. rebounds on the night, like you said. Mm -hmm. Only one of them came on the defensive end. He had eight offensive rebounds. I was going to say, it felt like there was a possession or two where he had multiple offensive boards, and there was multiple possessions where he got an offensive board, kicked it out. We ended up scoring. He kept a lot of possessions alive. We were really good on the boards, which had me worried against Pitt State. I think Pitt State was out-rebounding us early, and the rebound um, difference was pretty tight at the end. So I was worried about this team rebounding, but I think a guy like KJ who can just jump out of the gym and it just plays so hard. He goes after a ton of loose balls. Um I thought KJ, yeah, KJ was terrific. And like I was about to say, it feels like a guy that our fan base kind of overlooked, like didn't really know mm -hmm. what you were going to get from him this year. I know we tweeted before the year who we thought the starters would be. A couple guys said KJ. Um, it just feels like a guy that there was rumors about him leaving in the offseason. I don't think he was ever going to leave. He loves KU a ton. Bill loves him. But, I, I mean, unless a guy, which a guy like Uday a month from now could be there, could end up being a starter. I love, we can get into him in a little bit, but I think unless a guy off the bench really starts separating themselves, maybe at practice or in games, I think KJ could be the starter at least for a month or so. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think mm -hmm. those locked in five starters right now, 
I think I'm super thrilled about um, I, just because I think they all play really hard. They all defend. They all rebound. So I love what I saw from KJ last night. He plays super hard every, and that's what I'm saying. I think someone's going to have to come take his spot because that's how hard he plays. That's how hard he tries. And that's how much he cares. So Uday could be the guy to replace him, but I think KJ might be locked in the starting lineup for a while. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and that always happens with Bill Self teams where they'll flirt with lineups and non-conference. And then once you get to like late January, you're pretty locked into your eight, nine man rotation. Um, I want to talk some bigger picture with you, if that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should take a break first. Uh, we'll be right back. Ain't no seats brought to you by Emprise Bank. Talk big picture Hawks uh, and how far this team could go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. You just talked about big picture, which I'm excited to hear because just been reading message boards and things like that today about this team and how we have two elite scores. I think guys that could average 15 plus, we got a couple guys off the bench that play with a ton of energy. And then, like I said, I think we have two or three elite defenders in our starting lineup. So I'm excited to hear what you think about this team's um, upside for the rest of the year. Sky high. The ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan once said. Um, But no, it's like, and you've said it a few times, we've got a couple guys that can score like crazy and a couple guys that are like maybe first-team all-conference defense. We always talk, we've said this stat for as long as we've done the podcast. National champions are always top 20 in offense, top 20 in defense on Ken Baum. When you have two elite scorers in college basketball and two elite defenders, you're going to just automatically be forced up there with that because then it's just going to, assuming they're consistent, which I think we both think they will be, it's going to put you in that category to contend for a national championship. Now those are hard to predict because the tournament's so stupid and how they determine it in one bad day and you're out. But nor like I'm, I'm trying to think back to like the Oh nine season. I didn't have championship aspirations right after they were that 20, close to the final four. I know. And then like the 28, eight, 2018 season, everyone to the final four, it was kind of like, yeah, 2019 will be good recruiting class. Good you know, good recruits coming in, but I never really had national championship aspirations for that year either. It always feels like after the biggest years, you kind of get a year off and then get right back into it. I don't think there's going to be that gap this year if this is the roster we're looking at. And if they, I I know it's only one game in, but 
just looking at these guys and the potential they have, a repeat is not out of the question. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And there was a ton of question marks, obviously. You lose two, you lose your two uh, leading score, your three leading scorers pretty much with Dave CB, um, Ochai, Och, and CB obviously went in the first round. Dave's gone. So there was a ton of question marks. And Bill said it at late night. You need Jalen Wilson to have a huge year, like a all American type year. And then Grady Dick, obviously, we the staff had very high expectations. I didn't know if he could live up to that. And everyone's going to have questions with freshmen at KU, I feel like. I don't know if you agree with that, but we've obviously had some five stars come in and not – I wouldn't say they were bad, but they weren't – they didn't live up to the expectations because we we hold them to that standard, I guess, like a Czech Diallo or Cliff Alexander. Bryce Kelly Thompson. U- yeah, Kelly – He we thought Bryce would start all year. Um, Kelly Oubre was obviously solid, but he wasn't as good as we thought, and we needed him and Cliff to be really good that year. That team ended up losing early in the tournament. But like I said, Jay Will – we didn't know if he could lead a team. We've never seen it. We didn't think he couldn't. We just – that was a question mark. Grady Dick, Gatorade National Player of the Year, they had high expectations, but you don't know how a freshman's going to translate. Dewan hasn't been an elite scorer yet. Kevin McCuller never was a scorer really at Tech. And then we had question marks at the five spot. But now, I mean, I know I keep saying the games, they obviously – don't tell you a ton Omaha and Pitt state, but it looks like we have two elite scores and I kind of want to get back to Jay will and he's not going to shoot it as well as Ochai, but I'm kind of getting Ochai vibes from Jay will just from a, just from a standpoint of where our, he's going to be in double figures every night. And I don't mm-hmm. see how he won't be because he's going to get to the line. His mid range looks super smooth. He's shooting it better from the outside and something that I guess people wouldn't really look at from a scoring standpoint is he's going to get a ton of offensive boards and putbacks. So he's going to be, he's going to be a guy that gets, he's, he might score in double figures every single night. I don't know if mm-hmm. you agree, but I don't see how he's not going to average 17, 18 a night. Um, I know it's early in the season, so maybe I'm reaching, but I'm super excited from Jay will. Obviously he was what he was preseason big 12 player, player of the year. Right. Uh, I can't he remember. Was, he was first team. He was first sure. team. Yeah, but I I want to say one of the one of the Baylor kids were conference player there. But regardless, Flagler, whatever. Yeah, but I just think I think he could be an All American type guy. I know that might sound crazy, but said he's going to average close to a double double. So I don't see. I could easily see him being Big Twelve Player of the Year. And I think Bill Self's question mark before the year was: Can Jalen Wilson be a all-American type guy and I really think he can be and he said we need that for us to go on a deep run and I don't see why this team couldn't go on another deep run I know we're one game into the season but feels like a lot of those question marks have already been answered especially from the five spot I don't think I think we were worried about maybe a Clements or even we talked about Cam Martin which he hasn't even really played yet but he's hurt I don't I think. think I don't think that would be even I don't think it's even going to be an issue because a guy like KJ can provide minutes and yeah, there's going to be bigs that are bigger than KJ and taller than KJ, but I still think the way he can leap, the way he, the way he guards and how hard he Just plays. The effort, be, yeah. Like, so I don't know if you agree with that with all those question marks, it feels like they haven't been answered all the way, but it feels like we have a better feeling on this roster so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, the only thing that would concern me, I guess, going forward is, and I know you just said you don't think you will have these nights, but they're college kids. They're all probably going to have a couple stinkers. After Grady and Jalen, the scoring aspect kind of worries me. Now, we do have a roster that can win ugly and win a 56-54 game with just the defensive 
abilities that we have. So it may not matter every single time, but I can guarantee there's going to be a Tuesday night in February where we go out and lose and like still water. Yeah. Like 65, 54. And we just can't find anything. We go eight minutes without scoring in both halves. Like that's fan base. Something weird is going to happen. Uh, Mike miles, by the way, big 12 preseason. Okay. Yeah. TCU, which they were in a tight one last night. Yeah. Oh, also boomer sooner. Um, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Who'd they play again? Uh, was it UTSA? No, Sam Houston State. Sam, yeah, it was like 51-50, which sounds like a Porter Moser type game. Yeah. Defensive battle. Teams playing slow, but yeah. Um, I want to – obviously our starting five is – and like you said, we're going to – there's going to be nights where we win ugly. I've said that for months now. There's going to – you can't expect a freshman in Grady Dick to go for 15, 20 a night. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be our first or second option on offense. And then Jalen, there's going to be a nice Jalen doesn't shoot it well. It's just you've seen the sample size throughout his college career. He hasn't shot it too well. So there's going to be nights we don't score. But I also think we can make up for it on the defensive end. So I'm super excited about the starting five. And call me crazy, but I'm almost about as excited for the first two that are coming off the bench right now. And it's two guys that – Bill Self's going to absolutely love. Obviously, he already is – I think I can say this. He's obsessed with Bobby Pettiford. Yes, the way he over him. The way he talked about him at the nas- at the end of the year banquet, obviously, I think it was a national title banquet, right? Yeah, they, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Or was that when he said he was going to be like one of the best guards in KU history? No, that was supposed to be like a sarcastic, arrogant yeah. comment because they won a national Damn. championship in April. Mm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, he was just drooling over Bobby Pettiford. He did it during the year last year. Bobby Pettiford obviously had a good start to the year last year, and then he kind of dealt with injuries. It wasn't the same after that, which sucked. I hated it for him. But Bobby's awesome. Last night, he was ridiculous. I don't know if you saw. Did you end up seeing his stat line? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, uh... 17 minutes, 13 points. He was six for seven from the floor, um, one of two from three, and – he just doesn't really make mistakes. Last year, I think he did. He did a little bit after the injuries, but he's a guy that's going to satisfy. It feels like satisfy Bill every night, either whether he's knocking down shots or not, <laughs> whether he's knocking down shots or not. Um, just because he takes care of the ball, he does all the small things, little things, takes um, gets guys involved, can get downhill. It feels like an, I tweeted it last night. Just feels like another dog that plays point guard for Bill Self. Obviously, you have Frank. Um, Sharon, Tyshawn, Devonte, all those guys. He's had a ton of point guards that just get downhill, get to the rim. So Bobby Pettifer, I'm super excited about, especially for the future. Um, not just this year. I think he could be obviously our starting point guard in a couple of years when Dewan's gone. So I'm pumped about Bobby. He had 13 points in 17 minutes and it's an awesome spark off the bench. And then you got Ernest Uday, who I think could be super good in a month maybe even less like you can just tell and i don't know you didn't watch the game you said a ton but you mm-hmm. can just it's one of those guys you can just tell is going to get it in a month or so and the way bill develops guys and guys just come along in his system and he's just going to be awesome in a month even if he's not finishing around the rim um i think freshmen obviously have a tough time adjusting but he he had five points five boards in 14 minutes and he just played so hard and was super active on the glass i think that's going to be a guy that he could. We talked about it early. He could take KJ's spot in a month or so. I think the future with Ernest Uday is just. I think he's going to be unreal, catching lobs, protecting the rim. He swatted a shot into the stands last night. I think he could be a rim protector. 
like I said, he's going to run the floor, catch lobs. I think he could be really good. So super excited about Bobby and Ernest Uday coming off the bench. It's starting to sound like Udoka just came back for more college basketball. The way you described him. I haven't gotten too many eyeballs on Uday, but I think that's kind of like the wild card or the linchpin, I guess, is like if he can be, you know, put into the starting lineup or the, you know, general rotation – and once conference play starts, like have a legitimate role on this team, it's just it raises the ceiling even more. Like we, even looking at it now, and I love KJ, and we both love him. We're not gonna win every single game when we've got six five, six eight, six eight as our forwards, and two of them are really guards. So like, it's it, we definitely need a big to like step up, and he seems like the candidate to do so. Um, can I just remind the people of one thing? This is very off topic, but talking about big picture with KU, uh, people forget that the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight are in Kansas City this year. Uh, it's never fucked us before. I but, mean, we're gonna we'll talk about that a lot this year. I guarantee yeah, it. That's just one yeah. of those things that this podcast loves. Looking forward, and somehow the Auburn year, we, the year we lost to Auburn, we got very pumped to be in the Midwest, and then the Midwest region was obviously stacked. I don't know if we would have had a chance. At the Sprint Center, and then obviously in 2017, we don't even need to talk about it. That's another good thing. The old losses suck. I don't get as sad anymore because we just want to add. No, it. yeah, absolutely not. Every time I think of an old game, it's just like, oh, well, we just won like the biggest prize that you can win in college sports. So <laughs> I'm fine for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, so just I just want to talk about rotation for a little bit. That we just talked about the seven that seems like they're locked in right now. Dewan, Grady. Kevin McCuller, Jay Will, um, KJ, Ernest Uday, and Bobby Pettiford. So kind of want to talk about, talk about the guys after them, which it sucks because we talked about this a week or two ago about how much talent we have, how many guys could play at major D1s, like a guy like Zach Clements, a guy like which I don't even know what to say or how to feel right now about MJ Rice because I don't know – I don't – I. I just don't know. I don't know how much he's going to play right now. Last night, Grady played 32 minutes. Dewan played 33. Jay Will played 32. So I'm not sure who whose minutes MJ could take. We obviously had high expectation. McDonald's guy, five-star. So kind of feeling for him right now. I think he's a little banged up. Weren't sure if he was going to suit up last night. He at least suited up. So that could be a good start for his KU career. At least he's suited up, I guess. Um, but, yeah, MJ Rice, Clements, and then – Joe Yesifu, who we had, I had high, I at least had high expectations for him from a scoring standpoint. I still think he could be a bench spark and have a night where he randomly scores 15, 20, but those might be at least Clements and MJ. Those might be guys that are on the outside looking in right now, which sucks because I said they could play at a ton of schools and the MJ thing kind of sucks just from a five-star standpoint could hurt recruiting eventually, but then you got Grady who's going to be a first rounder, maybe a lottery pick. So I just I always feel for these college guys who bust their ass in the offseason and could play at so many schools, but there's only so Bill gets his rotation down to seven or eight, like we talk about, and there's only so many guys you can play every night. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll get their chance at some point, though, right? Yeah. Whether it's in Atlantis or like a random December Hong Kong game, they've got a few, a couple months at least to figure out what the rotation will be when, you know, February, March, April come, but. Yeah, it's it's tough because you just look at it now. It's like who's losing minutes to give someone else minutes. You got to take minutes away from somebody else, and 
if these guys that we've talked about all episode are all going to continue to produce, then they're not going to work their way off the court. So it's just kind of like what what's Bill supposed to do? What's the staff supposed to do? What are the guys on the bench supposed to do? If they're doing everything they can, they're just not able to break through the guys that are doing the job the right way. Um, maybe it takes an injury. Maybe it takes, you know, someone fucking up three times out of four. But, I mean, they'll have a chance to prove it, I would think, over the next couple of months, and then we'll see how it is and reevaluate during conference. Yeah, for sure. And I wish Ryan was in here for this because um, he was obviously at the game last night. But the pregame video, and I, I've sold this to a lot of people. I don't even ever feel corny about saying this, but there's been multiple times I'm in the, I'm in the field house just locked into those pregame videos and literally just like tears come to my eyes. It's I don't feel corny saying that. It's like the tradition at KU, obviously the winningest program ever. They just want a natty and didn't get to go to the Pitt State game last week, but just – and we kind of called this about – well, everyone knew this was going to be on there, but when Dave hits the turnaround and gives the fist pump, mm-hmm. seeing that on the video and seeing the national championship clips and just the clips from last year was amazing. Um, they passed out they passed out pieces of the floor before the game, which was pretty cool, just reminding you that they did win a national championship last year. Mm-hmm. We've talked about how it just takes a little bit to hit you. I know we talked to Mitch and Chris. We did that episode in Lawrence with them and Mitch Twice. and Chris. Yeah, and they were and I golfed with Mitch like a month ago so ago. And he's like, dude, it still feels like it hasn't hit me. And I think it's just one of those things because it's so damn hard to do. It just doesn't feel real when it does it. So Bringing back those national championship memories was amazing. The pregame video was awesome. Um, the Dick Chance, we talked about that before. He's going to be – I know freshmen don't – it's hard to really build a big connection with one and Duns. You don't really talk about them later down the road, but I think Grady's going to be obviously a fan favorite all year. He's going to make a shit ton NIL-wise. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. how much that dude's making right now. But, yeah, bring him – you need to get to the field house soon or we all need to go together because mm-hmm. those pregame videos and even it's crazy. It's obviously one of the most legendary shots of all time, but you still see before last year, you still see the Mario three on the board and you see everyone holding up the three in the student section, like just winning that national championship is, Oh man, Bill getting a second one just solidifies himself as the best coach in the country right now. And we could go year. Obviously, we want to win more, but we could go years without winning another and still be fine. But mm-hmm. God, last night, it definitely kind of hit me a little more. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I, I saw a video of the intro video, which is never the same because the quality sucks and can't hear everything. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was more excited to see the intro video for the first time, like the new version of it, than I was to like see the banner get released. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but no. <clears throat> the intro videos to me, if you go to my YouTube search history, 
I would bet that KU basketball intro videos are at the top of the list for most watched. Like that KU Oklahoma one when they played the hum for the first time and the West Virginia one where you set the record, the Mizzou one in 2012. Like it's just gets you fired up, gets you a little emotional. And there's, it's, again, like it's maybe it's a little corny, but it's like, it's fun. We care. And this might be our fault because we care way too much about this stuff, but it's like, (laughs) it's what we're passionate about. So like seeing it all, you know, we've been alive for just shy of 30 years of it, but seeing it go back a hundred plus years and you're seeing the, you know, kind of like the timeline of everything through one video for 60 seconds, 90 seconds with all the biggest moments. Like it's just cool to watch. It's very easy. Plus the crowd reactions built in. It's, there's nothing like it. Sometimes that's the best part of going to the game. I mean, even talking to former players about those pregame videos, like they would give them goosebumps. Like they're those dudes are locked in watching those videos, and mm-hmm. those videos they hold like a special place in our heart. You see Danny Manning, you see Will, you see Nick Collison, the dudes from the O three team, Paul Pierce. Like so much history here. Basketball obviously started here, but that's like the video. The pregame videos are like a selling point for me to people that have never been to the field house. Like mm-hmm. when. When I have someone tell me that they're going for the first time or I'm trying to get someone to go for the first time, I'm like, dude, just wait for the pregame videos and you'll be all in. You'll be like, oh, my God, this it's just special. You know, the feeling like of the field house, you get the goosebumps like I don't know. It feels like I just I've been in that building so many times. I feel like I know what's coming almost like I know when the crowd's about to stand up and try to get the guys fired up or I know when the other team's about to call a timeout like it's the place is just magical and I don't just. I never take it for granted. And if you've never been in that building, I don't know what I can do to help you get in there, but you've got to experience it. AB, me and you have been in there hundreds of times. So maybe we don't enjoy it as much as we used to, but if you've never been in that building, you have to, especially coming off a national championship, go see the banner, the load, the wagon sign, the pregame videos, the hum, all of it. It's the greatest building in the world to me. It's one of those buildings and you get that with some other places, but when you walk in there, you can tell that you're not just in a normal building. Like there's something inside of there. That's like, <laughs> it sounds weird and like goofy, it's but it's just, and maybe it's just cause we care a lot. And if you just got like a natural neutral fan, that's not diehard about college basketball, it wouldn't be the same, but um, yeah, no, it's really cool. I, I got one thing left. Okay. Do you have anything else that you want to get to? I was just, yeah, I was going to talk about the team a little more, but. If is it basketball? Is it an off topic? It's semi basketball. I was just yeah, going to say last week we didn't get to it on the football episode, but uh, maybe it was two weeks ago. Jim Nance only has one more final four in him. I wow. we're just going to have to go back and win his last one, win his last yeah. two, or at least go back. And yeah, it, it's kind of sad though. Like he I'm, obviously does football in the Masters, but March Madness, I think of him and Bill Raftery on the sideline. It's just. He's the man. I yeah. I get way too in-depth with announcers and stuff, but <laughs> he's one of the few where you can like have him on, and we've been lucky with the Chiefs too because we get Nance and Romo all the time, including this week, which is absolutely bananas. Um, yeah, but there's just guys that you know are not going to annoy you and say stupid shit like an ESPN Plus announcer would. So losing a legend like Jimmy, old yeah. Jimmy boy. And uh, what a life. It, it'll be a little different. Yeah, dude, seriously. That dude gets to do the NCAA tournament, Final Four, National Championship, the Masters, and the Super Bowl some years. Yep. It's a crazy January to April stretch for him. <laughs> like he's seriously doing but, NFL playoffs, Super Bowl every three years. 
he gets a month off and then he gets three weeks of college basketball and four days, the best golf tournament in the world. So, yeah, I wanted to wrap up with speaking of people not annoying you. I think this team is going to do that. I think this team is going to be one of those teams that we all just love because they defend, they can score, they're going to rebound, they're all going to play hard. Um, I tweeted it last night, and I just said it. It feels like a team that's not going to piss us off. Jay Will, um, he's going to score it every night. He's going to rebound. He's going to hustle. That's why I don't know why people kind of doubted Jay Will before the year. Not even our fans, but kind of people around the country. Um, and then Grady's going to do everything right. Dewan, obviously he's not an elite polished scorer. But we've talked about Dewan. We've been Dewan truthers for a long time now. Um, he's gonna he's gonna get guys involved. He's gonna guard as hard as anyone in the country. I think he's as good as defender as anyone in the country. Same with Kevin McCuller. Then we guys got we got guys off the bench like Bobby Pettiford, Ernest Uday. You got KJ Adams who plays really hard. So I don't know if you agree with all that, but this feels like a team I'm gonna be insanely in love with because they play so hard. They guard. They got two elite scores. They got a bunch. Of, I think Jay Will is obviously a pro. Grady, no doubt, he's a pro. He's going to be a pro after he's this year. So this team, this team is awesome. And I think I don't see why they. I'm not saying national championship, but you guys should all have national championship aspirations for this team. They're obviously going to compete for a conference title, and they're going to be damn good in March. Because how good I feel about this team right now, I think they're going to be really damn good in a month or so. And we're going to have – it's going to be fun. Obviously, we melt down over regular season losses, but just try to enjoy the ride. This team's fun. Bill Self's going to be back. Who knows what he's doing right now. The funniest tweet I saw last night was someone tweeted, imagine Bill Self watching ESPN Plus right now, seeing KJ Adams fire a three-pointer at the rim, which was the funniest. I don't think – you probably didn't see that. KJ Adams shot a three from the right wing. And just imagine Bill. I don't even – Norm probably didn't pull him because he doesn't have – as short of Alicia's bill does. I don't think anyone does, but that would have been one where bill just pointed at someone at the bench yeah, and said, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this team's going to be fun. Let's enjoy it. Kansas football. Jayhawks are six and three. I think they have a legit chance. They do have a legit chance to get to seven and three, come back to the booth for Texas who we own. Um, Can I get one like random takeoff on that? Yes. I texted it to you guys on Sunday. I mean, I look, I'm not rooting for this to happen. I'm not a shitty person like that. TCU, we've talked about it, has hurt four quarterbacks or five quarterbacks in six <laughs> games. Oh, no. I'm just saying it seems to be a trend. It's starting to become a trend. And they've got Texas this week, and we've got Texas next week. I'm not calling for an injury. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I'm just saying if the trend holds true – I sound like a piece of shit for even saying this, but just be on the lookout for it and see if the bounty gate is still out for TCU yeah. with viewers because that drastically changes things. And if we go into Tech and win as a three-point underdog and then you play Texas, you know, if they're banged up, banged up, then you just win that game and you have a chance to have a win and you're in the Big 12 championship against K-State, which is something that I would have killed you if you would have told me six months ago. Yeah. Dude, I'm pumped. We – we just won a natty. We are going bowling after going winless two years ago. I saw a stat the other day that we hadn't won four. What's our record in the Big 12 right now? Uh, three and three. Yeah, so we hadn't won like more than three Big 12 games since like 2008 or something. It probably is like more than two. Yeah, yeah. Because we were five. My, 
I don't know how the schedule was back in 09, but I don't think we'd won more than one since at least 2009, if not 2008, right? Yeah. So I'm just forgetting a season where we went two and seven somehow, but only had three wins still. Yeah. So just one and Natty, we're going bowling. Our fan base gets to take over whatever city we're going to be in. There's a bunch of options. Six and three with three to go. We still got our biggest rival on the schedule. We got a definite winnable game in Texas in Lubbock this weekend without their starting quarterbacks. So pumped about football, pumped about Dick. Dick is smooth. All the puns. Where are they at? AB's getting sick of them. I don't care. We're going to have fun with them. Jay Will, Dewan, Bobby and Ernest Uday off the bench. KJ, this team's really good. Let's go back to back. Let's beat Tech. We're going to do a Tech preview hopefully this week. Um, do you have anything else? I do not, sir. Rock Chalk.